That movie, Rise of Planet of the Apes, really interesting. Check this out, okay? It is what they call a reboot, is what they call the term of movie. The original Planet of the Apes was released in 1968 with Charlton Heston. Anybody seen it? Very iconic movie. Um, they actually inducted it as one of, uh, one of the movies that stands like as like one of the 500 greatest movies ever because of how much it influenced pop culture and movie making after that. A lot of people say that that was really foundational for um, the idea of movie makeup, a lot of different things. People look back at that movie and say that was really, like when they actually started pitching it, a lot of production companies said it was impossible because of the time of what they had to do. Really cool. Believe it or not, out of that movie, four more were done in the following years. It was a five-movie series. Did you guys know that? Or did you guys just see the first one? Five movies that came out of that. Following it also, there were two TV shows, which were very short-lived. They only lasted for a little while. Then in 2001, there was a remake called Planet of the Apes, which starred Mark Wahlberg. Perhaps some people have saw that. Anyone see that one too? Yep, there was, a, there was a remake of it there. And then now this year, there was what they call a reboot. The reason why I guess they call it a reboot is because it's a prequel to the movie of how it starts, but it no longer follows the traditional path. Like if you line it up against the first five, it actually doesn't make sense. So basically what they're doing is taking the idea, starting it over with some new whole different twists, and then probably, get this, making another two, three, four movies after this is the hope if people are into it again. So it's a whole kind of reloading the whole system again. Um, so here's the deal. This is the first time in 52 weeks that I have ever walked up here without any notes <laughs> at all. And in preparing this message, knowing that we were, we were one year old, as I kept praying and asking God, what is it that you want me to talk about out of this? What is it that you want me to do? What I felt like God was saying is you need to speak from your heart. And I thought, okay, so I'll speak from my heart. Let me write down a few notes. Let me, I'll plan out this. And God's like, no, just speak from your heart. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll start with this. And every time I tried to plan, I felt like God said, no, just go and speak from your heart. It's been a year. And when you first came to the people who you asked to be part of this launch team, you didn't have notes. You just shared what was on your heart. And that's what happened. So this morning, I just want to share with you, realistically, just what is on my heart this morning, what this means to be a year old. If you guys are here for the very first time, I ask you to go ahead and come back next week, please, because my guess is, is that my message would not be as, as amazing as you would normally think. Maybe it would be, though. I don't know. My heart's, I hope my heart's good. I don't know. Um, but let me share a few things with you I want to, and I picked this movie because of this. This movie is just the beginning. This movie is made to be a prequel to five movies. This movie is made to be the prequel to an additional remake. And this movie is made to be the very beginning of a whole other series. And what I want to share with you today is, is this. In the last year, amazing things have happened. Absolutely amazing things have happened. We have had, um, I think now it's 36 people give their life to Jesus since Easter. That's miraculous. Miraculous. We've seen families healed. 
We've seen people break addictions. We've seen um, relationships grow between people that initially you'd think there's no way there's going to be a relationship here. And now sitting on the other side of it, people realizing this is my best friend. Amazing things, amazing things have happened. What I wanted to do was this. Um, If you are sitting in this audience today and you would say, um, this church is where I gave my life to Jesus or I restarted my relationship with Jesus. I was far away and this church is where I connected with Jesus Christ and I started. Would you guys do me a big favor and would you guys stand up right now just so people can see that? Seriously. Now, you guys can go ahead and take a seat. That is, oh man, that just pumps me up. And now this, okay? If you would say this morning that Acts Church is the place where I activated my faith. Perhaps I knew Jesus, I knew about him, but this is the first place where I've come where, man, I feel like I can get plugged in And not only that too, but maybe you'd say this. um, Basically, you might have had a relationship with Jesus, but I've never been so close to Jesus as I am now. This has helped me and brought me to where I am today. If that would be you, would you go ahead and stand today just so people can see that? Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Let's give a round of applause because that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. This is why we exist, and um, in the beginning of 2009, this, this vision came to plant a church, a church unlike the rest, and the reason why is because um, there are people who were not being reached, and God wasn't done. He wasn't done. Um, I want to share with you this morning what my heart is, and, and here's what it is. The reason why, at the beginning of, of 2009, why... I, I was willing to do this, this kind of crazy step out, believe type thing was because God got a hold of my heart. And what he showed me was this, is that no price is too big to pay. No sacrifice is too great. No cost is too expensive to bring people that are far away from Jesus close to him. When I read through the scriptures, what I, what I saw is these amazing stories, but then what happened is I started to actually make it truth in my heart. And when I put it in perspective, the idea that I really believed what I read now, not just that I was religious and that I went to church, but now that I really believed it, I realized the fact that I have about this much time here on earth. And very, very soon I will pass from this earth. And what in the world are people going to remember me for? What in the world am I going to change? I thought about the fact of living a life where you pursue everything that everyone pursues and live just like everyone and how they live. And when I thought about it, it made me sick to my stomach. Because I realized that at the end of my life, all people would remember me for is what I consumed, what I spent my money on. What's the point? And what happened is, is Jesus got radically a hold of my heart and he put really clear in my mind the fact that it doesn't (laughs) there is no cost too big 
there is no vision too crazy. There is no possibility that, that if God calls it, we can do it. It's not like it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall on its face. And that's, that's what God did to my heart. This morning, what I want to share with you is this. My heart is the same as it was then. And if any of you guys who uh, have known me for a little while, I want to communicate this to you, that every single day, every single day of my life, my heart breaks for those who don't know him. If you wonder about me and, and why I lead and why I, I yell at you guys and tell you, we're going to do this, we're going to storm the gates of hell, and we're going to bring people back. It's because every morning when I wake up, God reminds me that I was far away from him. And I remember the person who I was. And I hated that person. And not only that too, but he had no hope. He had no thought past this getting through the day. And then Jesus got a hold of me, and he completely changed my life. I can tell you the fact that I've never, ever regretted. I've, I've sometimes thought, oh my goodness, what did I get myself into? But I've never regretted my decision to give my life to Jesus and then to follow him radically. And I want to tell you that this morning, my heart is just as radical. Just as radical. Now about this church, Acts Church. I say the reason why we named it that is because it's memorable, which it is, isn't it? You're not going to forget it. It's not like First Mother Marys of St. Jude or something like that. You know, there's like a thousand different names like that where people just like, okay, I don't remember. Acts Church, very memorable. But as a church, this is what I want you to get. We're people. If you think that me or this group of people standing up here who launched it, or if you think the service, or if you think this building, definitely not this building. Good Lord, not this building. It is, is Acts Church. It's not. It's me. It's you. It's us together. It's a group of people who fall radically in love with Jesus and then are willing to share that and say that I'm willing then to sacrifice my time, my energy, my money to be able to bring those that are far away from God back to him because God did that for my life. And if he did it for my life, I want him to do it for someone else's life. At Acts Church, we say that our, our, our mantra is this, love God and love everyone. That's what we do because in, in Matthew, Jesus broke it all down to just that. They asked him, what's the greatest command? And he broke it all down to literally just two things. You had to love the Lord your God with all your heart, and you have to love people, your neighbor as yourself. And I've said it before, but I'll say it again. That doesn't, that's not a passive kind of love. Not like we're going to sit back and we're going to enjoy the love of God. And then we're going to love people. We're going to say that we really, really love them. But God put on our heart right away um, in, in James. There's this verse in James. And it says, show me your faith without deeds. I'll show you my faith by what I do. God put that on our hearts a long time ago. And we realized the fact that a lot of times the reason why people don't believe that Christians in the church love them is because they won't do anything about it. They'll talk about it, but they won't do anything about it. And immediately we decided the fact that we were not going to be that kind of church. And that love God, love everyone came into the point that we were going to love God and we were going to love everyone with our actions, not just our words. Over this last year, okay, think about this. Over this last year, we've helped do four city events where hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds of people, have met with our church members, got to communicate with them, talk to them, we did a free kids art day where we had uh, 100 kids come out. And we gave them this awesome day and we were in the community. We've been in the paper like five, six times this last year already. 
We fed only a few, a few weeks ago at our block party over 500 people from LaSalle. In the spring, we did an event that brought out more than half the population of the city we live in. When we did Mega Drop, we had almost 5,000 people come to that event. 5,000 people. I was on the radio doing interviews. I was on the radio afterwards doing more interviews. <laughs> and we just saw amazing things out of this. And we're beginning to be what we want to be. And it's this, is that we love God, we love everyone. That, that video that I played from a year ago, that we don't want to be a group of people sitting in a church. We want to be a group of people out in the world where people see us. We were at uh, Celebrate LaSalle, and people were helping do cleanup. And someone was wearing their Mega Drop shirt. Someone came up and said, listen, I went to Mega Drop. Did you go to Mega Drop? And our person was like, we're actually the church that put on Mega Drop. And she says, really? I effing love you guys. <laughs> you guys are amazing. My kids went to that. They had such a good time. Man, that's the response we want from the society. <laughs> that's the response that we want. We want to be a church for people who are just average people. That doesn't offend us that that's how they said it. We're not offended. Oh, I wish you wouldn't use that language. We know where people are at, but that's what we want to see is we want to see the fact that we're actually doing something where average people are saying, I understand that maybe I don't believe everything this church believes yet, but man, they must believe it because look, they're in my life. They're helping me out. They're doing stuff for my kids. This, I mean... The stuff that we've got to do in this last year, all these different events, I laugh at because I get to see the same people at all of our events. I get to say hi to the same kids. I get to say hi to my buddy, Sean, every time he comes. And I'm like, what's up, Sean? This is the fourth or fifth event we've done where I've got to see you. And you know what? Their parents know. I even had a parent comment at Kids Art Day. She came and she says, you know what? It's amazing that you guys do all this stuff. When I see that you guys do stuff, I always come because I know you guys do really good. Those people who are, who are people who don't know Jesus but they know the fact that what our church is about is, is, is we show love to them. And we don't just take and slap something together, but we do it well because they deserve something. This last year has been amazing. We got to see tons of people saved. Tons of people saved. Countless people baptized. Like I said, we started this church with like 17, 18 people. And we've had I don't know, average attendance somewhere around like 80-some now or something like that in the 80s. I know that visitors-wise, we probably have had like two or three hundred visitors, probably easy. We have, we have a handful of visitors every single Sunday. But in a year from launch, check this out, we're the size of an average church in this area. We're the size of an average church in LaSalle, Peru, one year in, at our first birthday. Man, that's amazing. It's miraculous what God can do. But what I want to go back to is, is this, Okay. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. The story is just the beginning. And I want to tell you this, that everything that's happened, all of the miraculous stories, all of the awesome salvations, I can look at this crowd and I can tell you salvation stories that I've heard. 
I can tell you changed lives that I've heard. I can tell you people who have communicated to me I mean, just these stories that'll blow your mind, and we hope we can keep capturing them and show, sharing them with you guys. I'm telling you guys that even a 5,000-person event, being on the front page of the paper, connecting with people, having average people love us, it's page one. It's page one in our story. And that's what I want you to remember today as you walk out. We are one year in, and I'm telling you that this is just the first story. It's the opening credits. It's page one of the book. And I'm telling you the fact that the stuff that God has done is nothing compared to what he's going to do in the future. He's got bigger plans. He's got crazier plans. He's got more people. I'll tell you what people always say. Oh, it's not about the numbers. I pray for numbers. You know why? Guess what numbers represent? People. I pray that God floods this place with people, not so we can have a big church so we can feel cool about ourselves. I pray there's a thousand people in this church someday. You know why? Because that's a thousand people who are connecting with Jesus. We've seen tons of people come into this church, and I don't know about you guys, but I've been so encouraged because as we, as we went forward with our vision, angry, addicted, abandoned, we've seen the fact that our vision has come true. And I know there's a lot of people here who would agree with me that if you walked into most churches, you'd feel a little bit uncomfortable. And our goal here is that no one ever feels uncomfortable to walk in this place. They always feel comfortable, no matter what they're wearing, what they look like, what they smell like, where they've been, what they were doing last night. They feel comfortable to be here because this is only a house of God. It's not a house of religious people. This is a place where people can meet Jesus. So this morning is page one. Page one. But here's what I want to I give to you, okay? There's this verse that was given to us prophetically by a woman who didn't know me, had never talked to me, saw me from across the room in a prayer service on the other side of the world. That'd mess you up, right? And she came up to me and she gave me this verse. She prayed for me and she said something about my future and I said, I think we're planting a church. And she called this verse out and she said, I don't even know what it means, but God told me. This is what the verse says. It's Isaiah 45, 2 and 3. It says, I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. What I want to finish with this day is this. God called us, and God's going ahead of us. He's breaking down and cutting through those bars, and he's making a way for this church to radically change LaSalle, Peru, the Illinois Valley for Jesus Christ. A year ago, we had about 15, 16 people who said that they were willing and able. And a year from that day, look at what has happened. Today, look at how many people we have sitting here. And what I want to do is this. If you are just at the beginning of your faith journey, man, you're, you're so welcome to be here. But here's the reality is if you've been a Christian for a long time, maybe you've been here for a long time, and you don't get it, I want to give you two options. Either you need to come down front and you need to get it, talk to me, or you need to get going somewhere else. 
And I know that sounds harsh, but here's the reality. Do you know why we're here a year later and awesome stuff is happening? Because we had 15 people who were sold out on fire for God. 16 people who were in love with Jesus. And the reality is, is, is if God's called you to be here, take the lead weights off your feet. Put on that armor of God that my mother just talked about last Sunday. And realize the fact that you're in the middle of a move of God. And you want to be part of it to see greater things happen. I want to encourage you with this, okay? If you're here, I think it's for a reason. I don't think it's for anyone to walk out and say, I'm not supposed to be here. But if you're here, what I want to encourage you is this. is, is I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you just like I pushed 15, 16 people last year. Because all of our energy, all of our effort is the means by which God is going to change this area. I want to pray together to finish today. I want to thank you guys for being here, letting me rant, letting us talk. But I want to pray with you guys, and I want to do this. If you close your eyes. If anyone this morning, I always like to give this, and I even though it wasn't at all a salvation message. If there's anyone here this morning that says, listen, that all sounds good, but I don't have a relationship with Jesus. And I know that that's what I need because what you guys are talking about is great, but the only way it works is if you're passionate about Jesus. And I don't have that. If that's the situation this morning in your heart and you say, listen, I need a relationship with Jesus to save me before I can start saving other people. Just go ahead and raise your hand and look at me. Catch your eyes with me. I always want to give that option. I always want to give that option to people. And I want to pray together now, okay? You can come down and talk to me afterwards, buddy. God, I thank you so much for this morning. And I pray to you, Jesus Christ, that you would bring us together to change this, this community. God, when you came... You said it was all about you, but at the same time, you said it wasn't about you at all. It was about those that were far away from you, Jesus, and coming to save them and bring them back to you. I pray to you, God, that this morning, you would let us realize that one year in, this is page one, and that God has amazing, miraculous things ahead of us, that you haven't forgot us, God, but you, you have us, and you have the plans. I pray to you, Jesus Christ, that those who are sitting here, that you're calling, and this morning even perhaps, you're calling and saying, this is where you're supposed to be. Step up, plug in, help, because there's so many who don't know me yet. I pray to you would encourage them this morning. And I pray to you, God, if there's some who would say, listen, you know what, this isn't my vision, I pray to you you would bless them and you would take them to somewhere else where they could get on fire for you. But I pray to you, God, that you would never let us lose our vision that you would never let us lose our focus, and God, that you would never, ever let us lose focus of you. I thank you so much, God, for everyone that you brought, and I pray to you, Jesus Christ, that you would just let this be page one. And God, I am so, so excited for what you're going to do and when I stand here a year from now and share everything that God's doing and everything that he's going to do. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen.